Welcome back, Packers fans, to another edition of Let's Talk Football. That is not Andy Herman beside me this week. That's right. It's Dusty Evely switching it up this week. Also, we're live. So anything Dusty says, uh, you can write letters to uh, (laughs) his home. Cheesehead TV. That's right. Cheesehead TV TV. is responsible for all this content. (laughs) How are you, buddy? So good to see you. I mean, we've been talking about doing this for a while. So I threw, like, let's just do it live right on top of it, like our first time out the gate. Uh, listen, man, it's either going to crash and burn or it's going to be amazing. I'm excited either way. Yeah, happy to talk some football with you, man. Thanks for having it. me. I love it. For anyone who's not familiar, and for the three of you on the internet who like football who aren't, uh, Dusty is a contributor at Cheesehead TV and Packer Report and on the Pack-A-Day podcast, and he has his own sub stack where he breaks down RPOs every week, among other things Packers football-related. The man watches more film than anyone on this earth. He is uh, a legend, and I'm really, really happy he's taking the time to talk to me today. So let's let's talk to you about this game on Sunday against the Cowboys. And look, I'm not saying they finally listened to me, Dusty, but they finally listened to me. <laughs> you know I've been screaming, and I've been hollering, and I've been mm-hmm. talking about running the football. And look, I am not some Neanderthal, all right? When I talk about <laughs> wanting to run the football and run it effectively, I am talking about in service of the quarterback and the passing game. And I think that's what gets lost here. Um, I know we've gone back and forth on about this on Twitter. You are obviously much more level-headed about this than I am. <laughs> so I will. I would love to get kind of your take on what we saw transpire because, I mean, I was in heaven. They were running the ball. They were taking play-action shots. Uh, this is exactly what I thought we were going to see a lot of. Now, obviously, Christian Watson being hurt in and out of the lineup all year has – led to some problems as far as their ability to do these things. But I mean, this is the blueprint to me Mm -hmm. that should have been coming into the season. What did you see transpire Sunday on the offensive side of the ball? I mean, first of all, you, so you took credit for it, but we all know Big B had a face-to-face uh, this I mean, past week, and, and and Big B kind of pitched that idea. So. It's clear. Well, <laughs> and then he blamed me. I don't really. We're going to get the bottom of this on happy hour tomorrow. But, That's uh, pretty good. Yeah. That's I pretty like good. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, the, the run game was good. I mean, I posted some numbers. Um, I the, the whole shotgun thing, I think the shotgun numbers for Rodgers were in line with most of his career, if, not, if higher than the floor era so far this year, and then elevated due to the thumb. He went under center this game, which I know was something you were banging the drum for, more than I think he ever has. I think it was under center, like 52% of snaps, which then right. helped. And then I, I was just looking at play action numbers, too. Their play action numbers, they had, I want to say, like four play action snaps in week nine. Right. They had 11 uh, this past week, which doesn't sound like a lot, but they, I think they had 23 total dropbacks. Like it was, I was just going to say, when you're, when you're coming off the last month and oh my the way they've been operating, especially a lot of it out of the gun due to the thumb, you mm-hmm. know, just having pure play action pass plays yeah. was just kind of not in the cards. Yeah. And they've been messing with the run game a little bit. Um, you know, you kind of, kind of sticking with that for a second. I mean, the way they've been getting to certain runs, they've gone to more power stuff this year and they leaned heavy into that against the Cowboys. They ran into a, the Cowboys had, they went single high, I think 80% of the game and their oh, lead, their average. I was love like, you put this out there this morning on Twitter. And I was kind of fascinated by it because it's something that I didn't really kind of feel in the game, but going back and looking at it, 
it certainly play like it certainly you can see how heavy the box is right oh my gosh it was like 18 snaps i think against the bills they ran it was like eight <laughs> eight 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 box uh against the defense on like eight snaps this was 18 the cowboys were running at them and they were running and doing well and they've been messing with that a little bit this year they've been doing kind of this this motion down the tight end and using him to attack different areas either crack one edge kick out another side this week we saw i think deguara kicking out a b gap is kind of like a trap hit off motion. So they've been messing with the with the run game a little bit anyway in ways that have been really, really fun. And then they've teams have just been throwing single high at them and they haven't been able to beat it for no yep. speed. They can't even get anyone to get off press. And they've been doing a little more over the past couple of weeks, this um motion release. I think they had, they had Dobbs do it, you know, like yep. the two snaps he played the previous week. <laughs> Watson did it. They had uh Watkins and Lazar doing that stuff because it's hard to jam a man who's in motion. And so they've been doing a little bit of that. And then, I mean, the speed of Watson, like he was getting off jams. He's helping with the run game. Like he had some amazing blocks this past week. So kind of getting that run game going and teams for weeks. Now it's been the book since like week four, throw single high at the Packers jam them at the line and they can't beat you. Oh, we saw those deep shots. Missing. Right. Especially but, on, on the passing downs where oh you're, my gosh. You're, you're, you're trying to spread it out. Like the Packers mm-hmm. really like, going we you know the the four five wide stuff the empty mm-hmm. sets and yeah teams just come up press you and they can't get off of it yeah and they were beating them i mean they didn't have to do it a whole lot they threw 20 times what 23 dropbacks 23 pass dropbacks i think 20 total attempted passes right and they were just they were winning on those and i don't know if rogers was feeling good or if the thumb <laughs> is maybe getting a little bit back to normal or whatever but right. those deep shots were there like he wasn't missing those when they were there so i mean it was kind of one of those is this sustainable? I'd like to think so because the run game looked really good against a pretty decent uh, run defense, what they had been doing uh, so far this year. But it's really just those shots that they were taking, they were actually hitting, and, and that speed of Watson helped with it all. It's funny you mentioned the Cowboys run defense because coming into the game, I remember I read a preview, some, I can't even remember where it was, but they mentioned like the, the Cowboys ranking, right? And that's always kind of, kind of a tell. Yeah. Like, it's like, that is a very old school stat as far as they rank. And I think it was like 24th against the run. But then you go read over at Football Outsiders and they were like ninth, ninth. in DVOA yeah. against the run, which tells a very different story, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, maybe teams are gobbling up yardage in certain situations against them, but they've certainly been effective stopping mm-hmm. the run when they need to this season. And the fact, to your point, that... And I love this, that the Cowboys were throwing numbers at the problem, right? And we mm-hmm. heard Aaron Rodgers talk about this a few weeks ago at his locker, and I think it was prompted off of something Bill Huber asked him. Actually, it was, it was a long time ago now that I think about it. It was heading into the Tampa game where okay. he talked about teams inevitably loading up the box to stop Aaron Jones. And Rodgers mentioned that week, and I thought this was pretty prescient, about, well, there are ways to combat that. You don't just we have to throw it now because they loaded the box up. And to your point with DeGuara, especially, I feel like they're starting to do some of those things, especially not just getting the tight end across the formation and taking on certain things, but they've also known where they can leave guys, where they can let a guy go because he's not going to make that tackle Mm -hmm. from the back end or whatever. And to see that commitment, even against a box that's stacked against you, rather than the run solution stuff and trying to make something happen deep in the passing game because they're pressed up on you, committing to the run in that way, to me, is the, probably the most encouraging sign we've seen all year long from this. Offense. Oh, well, this was the game, right? I mean, because this was, you think of like how Rodgers likes to operate, not just within the passing game, but you think of 
um, you know, uh, to, to be nice. Like the man carries a very large chip on his shoulder about many, many things. And he talked about that before the Giants game. Like this is the first time in London we want to put on a show. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, some of those that probably would have been passes or runs ended up being passes. So you want to do something. This is Mike McCarthy coming into Lambeau. Field. <laughs> like I was like, it doesn't matter what they're going to do. Rogers throwing 50 times a game. And the fact that they stuck to that and he, they dropped his 23 pass dropbacks. Mm-hmm. And even when they were down, they committed, they stuck to the run when Roger, they could have gone down seven and Rogers like, all right, man, they come out of the half tied. All right, man, I'm chucking now. Like I'm yep. 25 attempts the second half. The fact that they stuck to it, I think says a lot about, uh, you know, maybe this, the state of this team as it is at the moment, which I mean, I thought that was very telling. I thought. Well, and it's, it speaks to, I think finally kind of understanding who they are. I think it's real easy for me to sit here and say, Oh, they need to run it more, blah, blah, blah. I get how it can be difficult depending on the opponent, depending on situation, but to your point, they got down two scores and they didn't abandon it. They were still utilizing it. Mm-hmm. And a big part of it, and I can't believe I haven't even brought this up yet, given that we've talked so much about their effectiveness, is the offensive line. Yeah, I don't think they were world beaters yesterday, but I thought they played a really a damn good game. And again, against a pretty decent defense, that's a team that looks completely different on the offensive side of the ball comparative to the last time we saw them in Lambeau because of the work of the offensive line. The fact that Aaron could stand in there, and so many times you could see they have Bakhtiari and Yash on islands going, okay, you take care of these edges. I mean, that's that's a big ask right there. Mm-hmm. But then the work they did along the interior, which I don't think they, those guys have played particularly great over the course of the last month or so, yeah. but I think they've gotten better together as they've gone along. Mm-hmm. I thought they played outstanding in their sense of, being able to allow Aaron to stand in the pocket, maybe move up a little bit and even like basically step into his throws downfield. I think that played a big part. That's one of the things I haven't seen a whole lot talked about today, but I thought the offensive line held up extremely well. Yeah. I think they missed the two sacks. They missed a couple could have been huge plays because it was the interior collapse. He tried to step up. There was nowhere to step up, which to your point has been a huge problem, but there was, there was other ones where it was this, drop back, feel pressure, step up, step in, able to dance around and navigate within the pocket in a way we haven't seen. So like you said, like, I don't know that it was, it wasn't perfect, but this was always kind of the, you hope you get that lineup in there and you get some of those young guys, someone like Tom or something, like you get a little more cohesion there, you get better as the season goes on. And I hope, you know, I hope I'm not reading too much into the fact that the improvement certainly seems to be there because that Cowboys line. And I mean, some of the, I mean, you think of like who they have in the middle and then some of those pass rushers, right. They've been terrorizing teams this year. I know that the Packers didn't throw a whole lot. So they didn't give them a whole lot of chance to tee off there, but when they were asked to just pure pass protect and granted a lot of that was again, 47% play action. When they were asked to pass protect, they did, a, I think the best job we've seen so far this year. I totally agree. I mean, to me, it's crystallized in the fourth down touchdown to Watson, where, again, those edges, they come screaming around. They're pretty much taken care of. Yash rides his guy, and David pretty much blanks his. And then that interior gives Rodgers a perfect pocket Mm -hmm. to watch that route develop, step into the throw, hit him in stride, touchdown. I mean, that's what's been missing I mean, more than Mm -hmm. anything else over the course of the last month or so. What, what did you think as far as looking at the usage of the backs? We know Aaron Jones is electric. He's amazing. I know I've been the champion of got to get him the ball, ride him till the wheels fall off. Obviously, I realize you can't do that. But do you think that's the mix as far as how they utilize, how much they utilized Aaron Jones? Because I know 
you want to get him. I think the sweet spot is between 15, 20 touches. Yeah. And I think they hit, I think they went a little bit over that yesterday, which again, I'm not complaining, but AJ Dillon, I thought ran as well as he's run all year long against that Cowboys front. Yeah. He looked, I think the bills game was the first game where like, okay, there's AJ Dillon. Like right. he's kind of putting Agreed. his shoulder down, run over a few guys. But then last Agreed. week, I don't think wasn't great. Um, yeah. Like the lions, I feel like it was, it was kind of what we saw early in the season, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, uh, I, I think I'd be a little more in line with uh, uh, maybe a little more Jones split out as far as the passing game. Um, Cause he can do some damage there, but I feel like they kind of burned that mismatch a couple of years ago. And I still have not found a way to really get that back in the bag yet. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm all in favor of, I love, well, the funny thing is, too, you think of Dylan, I always think of like short yardage, like pound the ball away. Right. Jones is way slippier, slippier. Like, as far right. as like making something happen out of nothing, if it's a third and one, fourth and one, yep. I'd rather have Jones between the tackles than Dylan at this point. But Dylan has proven, I mean, he can do some damage outside and he can catch the ball a little. I think they get they got him in space on a little check down outside. And uh, I mean, I, I think the usage is good. I would like to see more Dylan just to spare Aaron Jones a little bit, but. At this point, there's no sparing, man. Like they might That's not be the making the playoffs. You're, just you're, at, you're at a point <laughs> now where you gotta you gotta come with all guns blazing because you gotta win every single game. You gotta think at this point. I mean, that's big picture stuff. But let's let's flip it around to the defensive side of the ball. When you watch the job that the Packers did in the secondary, as far as moving forward, you know, into the lineup at safety, and then I thought they'd go with Nixon in the slot, but they dropped Savage down. They utilize him. Not exclusively, because Nixon did play, yeah. but um, I thought Savage held up okay. I didn't think he w- had a great game, but I thought he, he played pretty well. Yeah. Um, were you surprised that they they continued to go at, with as much sub as they did? And I know these days we all say, like, nickel is the new base, etc. But, man, they still keep getting gashed by the run game. Yeah. And even, even when they're, you know, sometimes even when they're using a three-man line. But it's so kind of clear – that they don't care. You know what I mean? Like they, they invite it almost like they know they're going to get gashed up front. And I just wonder when does that come back to bite them? Because at this point, you know, it's, you can't argue with the result in the sense of like those two turnover, two turnovers they got from Ford Mm -hmm. led directly to 14 points. Like that's a way of like, that's a path to victory. And I get it. But at some point you got to think, and maybe this Thursday, against yeah. this guy named Henry coming into Lambeau. Maybe that's when it comes back to bite him. But like right now, it seems pretty apparent that they don't care that they're getting gashed. And like for, from a, from, from a holistic view, like I understand that because it is, it's harder to win to, to sustain by a run game. We, we, we've, you've seen that like even with the right. Cowboys this past week, they were trying to rip off something to end the fourth quarter or overtime, whenever it was. And it was, like, they had a, a three yard gain and then a, they had a 12 yard gain, but then they had a holding and then everything was gone because the margins yeah. are so much slimmer there. But the funny thing is like, that seems like who the Packers are trying to be offensively. So you have this weird thing where like the Packers may try to be more of a grounded out, take <laughs> right. shots team. And the defense still does right. not care about like stopping the run, even though that's what the offense is trying to do. So it's, it's this weird mixture there. I, I, that's one of those things on its face. I don't know that I, I I'm kind of in line with Joe Barry there. Like I understand the, right. I understand yeah. the, if, if they're going to beat us, make them, make them go 18 plays. But then you just let them go 18 plays. Like plays. I know. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> uh, what's so frustrating is like, okay, the, the philosophy is, okay, make them drive the length of the field and have to execute on 15, 16, 17 plays. And they're going to screw up eventually. And then they never screw up. Like, 
And then you allow that to happen multiple times a game. It's like, now wait, at some point, don't you have to dictate and try to make them make a mistake? I don't know. Well, that's I, and the thing with Barry. I mean, and, and like I know he gets a lot of hate. I think and, and I think he does. He'll make some changes. People will beat him to make him make the changes. LaFleur right. will say, you have to do this. He's willing to make those changes. But there's some things I think fundamentally he's just like, well, we can win this way. And ideally, if the defensive line is the defensive line that we thought it was going to be coming into the season – you can win with that, but the yeah. defensive line hasn't been that good. And then the, the linebackers have not been good. And now you, one of your linebackers is banged up. And so you, at some point, I feel like you have to do something there, but at the same point, like, do they have the horses to do that? Do you just keep begging them? Like, listen, keep running. And at some point you're going to get a holding call. Like, is that what you're, <laughs> that's, is that what you're going for? I mean, that's, that's a plan. Yeah, that's a plan. <laughs> I will say one, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you brought up the defensive line because look, it's noticeable how quiet Kenny Clark has been the last yeah. couple weeks. I mean, I said on transplants, like, it's been two weeks now. And I think this game added to it. Like I didn't see much out of Kenny again. And yeah. what's interesting to me is like Jerron Reed, who I thought started the season pretty damn well. I at first month, those first three, four games, I thought he was playing pretty well. He had some very nice moments. Yeah, yeah. He fell off like big time, but he, I thought had his best game mm -hmm. probably since Tampa against this Cowboys front. I mean, he was active and I don't mm -hmm. know if that's just because of the rotation. Maybe he's out there more. They're compensating for Gary not being there and they want to use a different kind of rotation across the entire front. I don't know what it was, but man, he was active as hell in, yeah. in a way that was really noticeable. So man, maybe if they could get a little bit more out of him and get Kenny, because Kenny does do this like seemingly every year, have a kind of a lull period mm -hmm. and then just usually comes alive like late November, early December. Traditionally, that's that's the way it's been. Yeah. Um, when you look, I, I do want to ask you about this Packers offense conceptually, right? Uh, because like I said at the top, you do more work on this than anybody. Corey, I think, said this on our draft stream at one point. Like, you live the life that I would have lived if I was doing this, <laughs> like, 15 years ago. Like, you you have got the life, man, as far as breaking it down and categorizing all the cut-ups and everything that was me nerding out like 15 years ago but i didn't have any of the technology sure. i had to like get bootleg copies of the all 22 like i was like nerding, and Corey was making fun of me but you've got it man you've got it down and it's great so i do want to ask you about this because i know you know probably more than anybody as far as personnel usage tendencies etc what's your take as far as the first kind of half of the season right mm -hmm. we're taught we've talked a lot about this cowboys game obviously their way of working on offense Seems pretty, not easy, but like obvious almost is like, yeah, run these two dudes and get play action shots off of it. Mm -hmm. But looking back over the first half of the season, what is your take? Unfortunate word, but what is your take as far as maybe not a disconnect, but what has been the overarching problem as far as it sure seems like the idea coming into this season was, well, we've still got Aaron. We've still got Matt. We've got the scheme will make it work. And now I know the defense is probably, they expected the defense to play a little better, mm -hmm. probably hold up their end of the bargain a little bit more throughout certain games, et cetera. But it sure seems like whatever they were given on offense, as far as personnel, doesn't really match up with what they were trying or wanting to do as far as scheme and marrying it with their personnel. 
Yeah, I think I think that's true to an extent. I mean, I think I think they came into the the season with a specific idea of what they wanted to do um, and, and how defenses would react. I mean, the, the the whole like too high safety thing was kind of sweeping the league, and they kind of were looking at you know potentially running the running the, the ball a little bit more. And you kind of go back to, I mean, Rogers has talked about going back to the, the West Coast system and how that's perfect. Like against split safety against a too high look, that's it was basically West Coast was was built to beat that. More or less, right. like that was yep. kind of what you're trying to do. You take the, you kind of attack the edges. You attack the middle. You take your checkdowns, ball control, blah 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 blah. I think they expected some of that, and so they came in with a plan to do that. Didn't have the horses for it, and now teams just went single high and were like, "We're beating you up." And it's basically what they what they shredded uh, over the past, you know, not, not necessarily last year, I guess, because teams started going to that anyway. But what they'd been shredding for the past like five, six years at that point. And so they went back to that and like, they don't have the horses for it now. And so you, I think they came in with a plan of what to do offensively. And it was a different look than we'd seen. I mean, they were running stuff we hadn't really seen too, from them too much. And now they almost had to revert back to like a pre, like when they had Devante, but without Devante, <laughs> yeah. because teams are, teams are playing them and they're like, well, and then we still were seeing all these fades from Rogers because this worked. Well, it doesn't work if you don't have a guy that can win at the line. So I think that it's almost like they had to shift midstream, which then led to like this kind of abandonment of the run game a little bit. Cause I think they did want to go a little heavier into that. Well, now teams have got seven, eight guys in the box every single time. And whether it's not working in some games, it hasn't. Or whether you get spooked and you're just we're gonna throw all the time, like whatever the reason is, you've got more guys in the box than you anticipated, which means you're running less. But man, that outside those slot fades, man, those look real, real pretty. And you try to hit those. <laughs> so I think this game felt to me more like a we don't care what they're throwing. I mean, it's something I know you've talked about quite a bit, like the uh, offense and defense, and more offense in this in this case, dictating to the defense. We don't right. care what you're throwing at us. We know what we can do. The whole I've talked about like the, the box stuff. Like mm. the box numbers matter to an extent, but it's really more blocking angles. And it feels like with the Deguara with the motion stuff, and with Watson on that jet motion, they're able to dictate those angles a little more. So it feels like this game without getting too hyperbolic even though i'm getting hyperbolic <laughs> feels like potentially somewhat of a tipping point in terms of like we know what we came in wanting to do and then we know what defense has forced us to do and now we know what we can do so we're just going to run what we what we believe will work with what we have and we think we have a good plan against that if they want to keep playing us that way that's fine because we can beat it and if they want to play this other way well then we can kind of go back to kind of what our plan was at the beginning of the year and we we've got a better feel for our guys as well so that's kind of i don't know if that makes any sense or it, if that addresses the point at all but that's kind of sense. what i thought uh, no i think it does what's fascinating to me to your point about we're going to run regardless and trying to dictate right mm-hmm. it really felt and Corey kind of touched us on this in his very unique way during transplants a couple weeks ago but it was so spot on in the sense of exactly what you're talking about like they kept it felt like reacting rather than finding something to hang their hat on you know, finding something, whatever work, whatever it is mm-hmm. that works, that they know they can lean on and sticking with it and saying to the defense, look, look, this is what this is who we are. Right. And I agree with you. I think it is a tipping point. I think it has to be if they want to yeah. help continue to move the ball and score some points. I think it <laughs> absolutely has to be. But I am. And it's fascinating because the NFL is such a matchup league, like things that work one week suddenly aren't there the following week. We've seen that. I mean, look no further than at Detroit against this, you know, what was very well known to be one of the worst historically bad off mm-hmm. the defenses in the history of the game. And the Packers couldn't run the ball. You know, they just couldn't move them yeah. up front. They couldn't create space. They couldn't, couldn't really get it going in the way they could 
against the Cowboys, which is a much better defense <laughs> with a much better run defense. And they were able to make it work. And uh, and you go back three weeks ago in Buffalo, that two highs that they were playing a majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Packers had all sorts of problems, like just committing to the run against the two high look throughout the season. They finally do it in Buffalo. And look, it's really effective. And they can show that they can do it. So I'm fascinated. I'm wondering what you think heading into Thursday night's game against Tennessee, who, again, another really good. I mean, these guys are really good, really physical, have done a very good job, even dealing with a ton of injuries on that side of the ball. Mm -hmm. Do you think this is something where, you know, I mean, you look back to 2020, that that Sunday night game, and we know A.J. Dillon really bust out in that game. Do we expect that type of matchup again? Because, I mean, in my mind, that's their one hope in this game is yeah. if they do make it maybe not a, you know, a backyard brawl or anything like that, but something closer to that than trying to throw it around the yard. Yeah. I mean, I, I if this is who they are, and again, we will see, but if this is who they are and this seems like this is working, I wouldn't be shocked if that's the way they go. I mean, it's to, and to me, the more fascinating thing, just, just the, the game within the game is, is some of that RPO stuff because they are so much, so much of their stuff is so pre-snap that if we have numbers on the outside, we throw it. If we have a heavy box, like we won't run it. Basically, if it's a heavy box, we won't run it. If it's a light box, we'll run it. And teams started, defenses started dictating that a little more and they're forcing those throws, but then they're also jumping the outside routes. And well, that's the away. other thing because they knew Mm-hmm. and they know and they have known how the Packers react. Yeah, we're giving so those, an eight-man box board buzzing on a linebacker. Run, run solutions become like we're just escaping one problem into another yeah. because, like you said, I mean, they, people have been jumping that stuff pretty much all year. So yeah. I'm with you on that, definitely. Yeah, so I kind of wonder if, the, if I mean, that's, that's one of the things I know for certainly I'm going to keep an eye on is when they start running that stuff, like, if they think, like, regardless of the box count, if they've got the angles, because there was the, what was the, what was the game with the, the, incomplete pass on fourth down inside the five or inside the 10. I can't, I'm blanking on what game that was now the, like the fade route, uh, the fade oh, route they God. threw to the Zard uh, up the right, right side. I'm blanking on what game that was. Um, Cause that was the one that was like an eight or nine man box, yeah, but yeah, they had yeah, angles yeah. up the middle. And so that's, they were running out of some of those the past week. So if they're committed to this and the t- Tennessee, who is a smart sound, well-coached defense is going to try to, is going to try to coax them into doing some of that stuff. Do they flinch? What do they do? Do they commit to this? Because I, th- I think at this point, you kind of have to. I mean, you've got Christian Watson, but you don't really have a whole lot else. Watkins had a decent game. Watkins had a better game You're than he did against the Lions. Back. Come on now. No, I hear, I hear. I, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see. But I do think that's the game plan that, that I, I certainly would expect going into there. And they're going to throw 60 times. I know they're, they're, they're 100%. Just, I was just going to say I'm clipping this because you know they're going to have, like, Rodgers rising and firing, like, 50 times on mm-hmm. national television. Oh, I'm sorry, national streaming. That's what, that's what it'll be amazon on thursday night dusty i cannot thank you enough for the time i really appreciate it tell people where they can find your stuff i rattled off your outlets so to speak at, at the top here but just in case people missed it where are the best places to find you online yeah man you find me on twitter at dusty evely that's where you can that i'll just be screaming about everything i'm doing there but yeah weekly at cheesehead tv weekly at uh, packer report weekly at packaday podcast and then usually weekly over on substack and then a whole bunch of videos popping up whenever uh whenever my the, but the fancy takes me that i'm, I'm like look at this place so <laughs> i will say those are popping up people really absolutely if you are a football nerd and you love breaking down film and stuff like that you should absolutely follow dusty on twitter i always love just happening across like i think it was this morning like you were doing something yeah. about yeah. a lazard play in overtime mm-hmm. and i'm legit just i was walking 
to the subway after dropping my daughter off at school. And there's Dusty live on my Twitter feed, like drawing up the play. And I'm like, this is so great. I love this life. Like, this is awesome. So I, I love that you fill that hole in my heart because it's, it's thank you, man. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. It's all for you, brother. It's all for you. Oh, okay. All right. It's all for me. Right. All right. No, I really appreciate it. Dusty. Thank you so much, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, dude. Appreciate you.